You've waited all year for this. Coach Mullen and the Florida Gators are back for another year to chop up the SEC. All true Gator fans know that college football season is the best time of the year. This Saturday, the Gators take on the Miami Hurricanes at 7 p.m. Live pregame coverage begins at 4 p.m. on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and 103.7 The Gator, the flagship station for the Gator Nation. Brought to you by the University of Florida Bookstore. Show your Gator pride this year with Gator gear from the Florida Bookstore at the Rights Union on campus. Here in North Florida, family memories are made on the water. At Polaris of Gainesville, our line of SunTracker pontoon boats are built for family fun year-round. There's a SunTracker for every family, for fishing, swimming, or just cruising on a wide-open lake with the wind in your face. SunTrackers are priced right, too, during our summer's in clearance at Polaris of Gainesville. And get huge savings now on new non-current models. Your SunTracker boating adventure starts right now at Polaris of Gainesville. Your authorized tracker dealer, US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. The fish are biting this season and all the rivers and lakes in North Florida. Mako boats at Polaris of Gainesville are among the top inshore fishing boats in the world. Right now, take advantage of our season's end clearance pricing where you can save thousands on new non-current models. Live a little, start boating and fishing. Polaris of Gainesville, North Florida's marine and off-road vehicle headquarters. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Only once a year you can say this, and it's time we can say it now. It's game week for the first time. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene Game Week Edition. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Shane Matthews alongside. It is time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Brattle produces today. The head ball coach going to join us uh, in about uh, a little less than 10 minutes. And he can talk about a lot of different things, Shane. You know, he played Miami as a player mm-hmm. when they were – that was a, a an every-year game. Um, kind of a squirrely series in that, you know, when it was discontinued, Florida hadn't didn't play him for a long time, and now they'll play him three times in the stretch of six years with that new home and home. So, but I like that. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, when you when you when Scott Strickland was here, you remember he, when you play somebody different, it's good. But I'm all for a quality opponent. And this is a quality opponent, so it's a good game. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, you know, I had a friend tell me, he said, you know, it's great that we have a home and quote home because we will have more people down there at the game whenever that year, was it 2025, than they do. AP Top 25 poll, Florida, number eight. I guess they ain't that overrated. Georgia, number three, by the way. They're still overrated. <laughs> LSU number six, and your good friends Notre Dame right behind Florida at nine. Um, kind of interesting. Um, all right, we're going to, again, have Coach Spurrier here uh, momentarily. Congratulations to Pete Alonzo, the National League rookie home run record. He has 40. Wow. How many games are left? Oh, a bunch. You got, all, you got the rest of August and September. So he should hit 50. Well, I don't know. 
He hits him in sort of bunches, right? Though, so could I mean, who knows? But the Mets are still in contention here in the middle of August, so that's a good thing. Um, Do you get go home and watch the major league ticket Steve, no, at night? No, with your uh, let's see, Howard Johnson jersey on. Yeah, no. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <clears throat> you pulled that one, your uh, Hojo. No, my, it'd be my Seaver jersey, Tom probably. Seaver. Yeah, but um, is that coach? Okay, all right, um, all right. We're going to bring uh, the head ball coach in, Steve Spurrier. He'll be joining us now today. Uh, Dan Mullen is speaking much later than what he normally uh, will speak. He's speaking at about one forty-five today. Uh, Coach Spurrier's appearance brought to you by Lake Area Metal Solutions, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. So let's bring in the head ball coach to talk to Shane Matthews and me. Coach, good to have you back. How are you? Hey, hey, Steve and Shane. Good to be talking with you guys again. Yeah, Coach, uh, I know you had a busy uh, all-season or, or what have you this summer. Uh, I, I heard that you got to speak to uh, – Coach Mullen had you speak to the football team the other night. How'd that go? Yeah, last week, uh, I think it was Tuesday or so, uh, I said, what do you want me to talk about? And he said, whatever you'd like to talk to him about. So uh, I said, well, maybe I'll just give him a little history of Florida football. You know, so many players come in nowadays, uh, they don't know the history much at all. And uh, so I went all the way back to 1906 is when we had our first team here. And uh, 1928, Steve Russell, remember that team that was undefeated <laughs> and we lost at Tennessee? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that team could have been voted national champs, is what they said, if we had won at Tennessee. But we started losing that one game. And then, you know, all through uh, the Doug Dickey years, they'd lose that one game to Georgia. And then Coach Gray's my years, we lost that dang game to Georgia, or we'd won the SEC. And uh, we've, we've been one game away. And uh, fortunately, when I got here in 1990, we had a team that was very capable of winning the SEC. And we had the players to do it. And we mentally uh, got ready to win that one game we'd been losing all those years. And then when we won the first one, Shane was there in 1990. Uh, I mean, it was a heck of a team, Steve. You, you know, the yep. defense was top five in the nation. And the offensive guys were here. They just weren't using them before uh, we got here. But anyway, we won it that first year, which made it easier for the second year. And then we lost the championship game. Then we won those four in a row. But uh, just the, the mental part, I was trying to tell those guys, it's it's not impossible to win the SEC, but you really got to believe you're good enough to do it. And uh, that's that's sort of how we did it back in the 90s. And uh, maybe, just maybe, this team's good enough. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Steve, what are your memories of uh, playing Miami as a player? Miami beat us two out of three. Georgia beat us two out of three also. Uh, but uh, we, uh, you know, it's an out-of-conference game. It was similar to FSU. It really was. Uh, we had a lot of guys from Miami on the team, and it was a, it was a big game. Uh, it, very similar to FSU back then. And, uh, well, we just got beat two out of three. <laughs> Florida beat them a whole bunch back in the 60s, 70s, and so forth. But, uh, they had they had some decent teams. We didn't quite play our best, maybe, but uh, just got beat. And uh, but it's uh, I think it's a huge game this Saturday. It is a huge game. Both teams desperately would like to win, and that's what makes uh, college football so thrilling. I think is when both teams really, really <laughs> want to win this one. 
and, and that, that appears this is going to be one of those kind of games. Coach, uh, can you draw any comparisons to when you took over here? Obviously, uh, Dan had a tremendous year in year one, going ten and three. You went nine and two. Uh, what do you think he has to do to take the next step, as you mentioned, to win the SEC this year in year two? Well, when I talked to the team the other night, I said, your coach was here winning SECs with Urban Meyer. Uh, as everybody knows, Urban uh, and I, I guess, are the only two that have won conference championships. And uh, Dan Mullen was with him for both of them and, and both the Nationals. So I said, you guys got a coach who knows how to do it. He was here when it happened. So this is, uh, this is not impossible. So uh, anyway, I'm sure uh, we're all sure that Dan has a, a plan, a, a format. Here's here's how we can do it. So uh, you you start start out that first game. This first one's a big one, and uh, I think the guys are all all really ready to play because it uh, uh, Miami could be better than people think. I, we don't know. Uh, every year is a new team, a new situation. And uh, we just got to be prepared the best we can for it. Steve, I, I'm sure you face some teams that love to blitz, and Diaz seems to fit that mold. They they led college football in tackles for loss last year. Very aggressive defensively. What are some things you can do as a play caller on offense to help offset that? Well, we played against a lot of those blitzing teams, and. Uh, Shane will tell you, we just loaded up and blocked them all. And that was before we even had the shotgun. Uh, now with the, the shotgun, which uh, we really should have had earlier against some of those blitzing teams, uh, you, you can get it off. But uh, we would uh, we'd keep tight ends and sometimes two backs in, and uh, we, could, we could block eight rushers. And that was sort of our plan uh, back in the 90s. Uh, nowadays, in the shotgun, you just got to get rid of it quickly. Uh, don't hold it a long time, and, uh, and you, you should have somebody running slants and fades if they're rushing one more than you can block, and, and that's up to the quarterback. He needs to recognize that and get the ball out of his hand. Coach, uh, my my final question for you. Uh, Manny Diaz coached under Dan Mullen at Mississippi State for a year as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and obviously they know each other pretty well. I'm a believer that the offensive guy can dictate to the defensive coach what what what, what has to happen. Do you think there's any advantage with Dan knowing kind of what Manny likes to do defensively? I can't remember you having any coaches that you coached against that were on your staff, uh, but do you think Dan has a kind of an advantage over Manny Diaz in in that regard? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I won't tell. Uh, does Manny have any, uh, advantage over a Dan? I, I really don't know. I think the players, uh, uh, obviously your game plan and so forth needs to be solid, but, you know, on the other side, uh, uh, Diaz may change a little bit or Diaz may be leaving it up to his defensive coordinator to do a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, uh, sometimes offenses and defenses change a bit over the years. But, uh, again, uh, uh, you just really got to try to be ready for everything. That's what we tried to do. And uh, if there was a lot of blitzing, uh, we, we would have more, more guys blocking than, uh, than playing wide open and so forth. But, again, uh, if you can get the ball out quickly, that, that's what beats the blitz. Coach, always appreciate you. This should be a lot of fun as we finally get to play a, oh, a game. Forward. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a huge crowd down there, and I know all the Gators are fired up in Orlando. So I'm looking forward to watching it also. We'll see you tomorrow, Steve. Thanks for doing it. Okay. 
See you, Shane. Yep. See you, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you. Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, joining us. Uh, as he will throughout the season. His appearance sponsored by Lake Area Metal Solutions, the official metal roofing supplier of the Florida Gators. Interesting take. Just When you think of Steve Spurrier, and I love his answer there, because I think what, what would you, you played under him obviously, but I think when people think of Steve, they think of you know wide open, lots of points. But listen to what he just said. Sometimes we kept two tight ends, we kept in two backs, and then just run the right roster over to, to compensate well, for Well, we, we wanted teams to blitz us uh, because if teams blitz you, that, that you're leaving your very athletic wide receivers uh, on an island with the DBs. And I don't care how good you are. Uh, if, you, if you can block it up and get it off and run a decent route, the DB has no chance. And so we wanted teams to blitz us because that gave us chances at huge plays. And if you want to blitz us every down – you may get us three three out of five times, but those other two, you know, big that's play. touchdowns. Big play. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will open phone lines, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wif.com. And, uh, Brad, we got Facebook Live today. Okay, we get that. Brad will make sure he'll get on the microphone, and uh, he'll pass along whatever questions you have. Jonesy says, uh, what really can you read into your team from the first game, and what are you looking for from the first game? Uh, is it very important for the season as a whole? Well, I think anytime you play a, a game like this, it's huge. It's great momentum if you win it for the rest of the year. Now, even if you lose it, you still have a chance to have a big year, but uh, I just think the expectations of how the season ended last year, winning 10 games in Dan's first year, I think there's huge expectations that we, we can make some noise throughout the country this year. Mark says, uh, since we had the transfers, dismissals at the DB position, all we talked about there are the injuries. Uh, with the way targeting is called these days, we could be down one or two defensive backs during a game in the blink of an eye. Your thoughts? Possibly, but we, we can't control those things. We can only control who we put out there to play, and we have our starters. Let's go play with them. They're pretty good, by the way. Yeah. And and you know what? I get that, Mark. And I'm just like you, Shane. I mean, I think every coach thinks, well, what if that – but you put – I know there's a, a, a point when if you're putting your fourth string defensive back in there, it's not like Marco Wilson playing there. I, I get that. But you can't worry about those things. You can't. And like I said – how many back? How many plays does a backup actually play in a game? Not many. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know if I've ever I've been doing radio off and on for about ten or twelve years since I've retired from playing, and um, I, I I can't remember a year where more people worry about who the backups are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring Bruce in. Bruce, hi. Hey guys. Uh, quick question for Shane, and one quick comment. Uh, Shane, I know you're still tight with Coach Spurrier. When y'all play golf and stuff, do you call him Steve or do you call him Coach? I always call him Coach. He's just Coach. Yeah, there you go. All right. I figured that. Uh, the other thing was I was at a scrimmage years ago when Coach was uh, coaching, and I admittedly had had a few. And I went down there with a football for him to sign. So I handed him a Sharpie and the football 
<clears throat> excuse me, and he says, and you are? And I went, half in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and he cracked up. And uh, when he heard my full name, you know, I, my name is uh, Bruce Bennett, which was his teammate, All-American yep. Safety. So he looked back at me like, you know, are you related? And I told him a story I won't waste your time with but uh, about that. But anyway, uh, Coach is the greatest. But uh, he's got a great sense of humor. He's very funny. All right, guys. I'm, Thank I'm you, Bruce. Appreciate your call. 1218 Time Check brought to you by Hayes. Shall we call us up? Talk a little sports. It's game week. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Have insects such as Asian cycad scale, aphids, or spider mites invaded your plants? Then fight back with Organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil from the makers of Mosquito Dunks. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil kills insect pests, but is harmless to people, pets, and wildlife. Insects don't build up a resistance to Summit Year-Round Spray Oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at Lowe's and finer garden centers and hardware stores throughout Florida. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. It's the Gator Nation Car Sale. Campus USA Credit Union and Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Cadillac Mazda are teaming up to bring you the Gator Nation Car Sale. Make no down payments for 90 days. APR is always 3.49%, and everybody who purchases a car is going to get a $100 Visa gift card. It's all going on this week only, Thursday through Sunday at 2600 North Main Street. The Gator Nation Car Sale from Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Cadillac Mazda and Campus USA Credit Union. See dealer for details. Call 800-364-6440 for details about credit costs and terms in short by the NCUA. Gators feed on freshman quarterbacks. Oh, and he is sacked hard. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, Hey, folks, if you need an MRI, head on over to Titan MRI. That's where I go. I trust the folks at Titan MRI. Only locally owned MRI center in Gainesville. Largest scanner in the area for claustrophobic and large patients. Same-day scheduling and results. Joe and his staff have over 20 years of experience. That's Titan MRI. Good stuff. Now, let's get some Titan phone calls and uh, emails and such. Patrick says, Astros, Dodgers, or Yankees? Which Who's the best? I like the Astros just because I feel like, I know they spend money, but I feel like the Dodgers and the Yankees, you know, they're the best team money can buy. Well, I'll say one thing. If there's any Yankee fan who would be disappointed, I mean, look, it's okay to be, I shouldn't say that. Disappointed is one thing. Upset is another. Considering where, and I'm no Yankee fan, but considering where the Yankees are with the amount of injuries they have had, Boone should be manager of the year. He really should be. And I get it. 
They spent a lot of money, but they've had guys out for significant periods of time, and they weathered a stretch where their starting pitching was just abysmal, and yet, you know, here they sit. But it's, I think those are the three teams that most people believe have the best chance to win a World Series. You know, people are discounting, like in the American League, you know, Oakland or Tampa. I, I don't think people realistically give them a chance as a wild card. Even if, if Cleveland or Minnesota gets in as a division champ or a wild card, I don't think give them, you know, much of a chance either. But TV, uh, TV wants the Yankees and the Dodgers. Oh, of course. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Williams says, it's interesting how Shane said they loved it when people blitzed. If I was Todd Grantham this week, I'd be blitzing Miami early and often. With Williams being a very young quarterback and our corners being big time, I see it being very tough for him to have success against our personnel. Well, that, he brings up a good point. I think teams that know how to attack the blitz like teams the blitz, which we, we did. Miami don't have a clue. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. You know, I, 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 until I see it with my own eyes, I haven't seen that Miami be good since – Ken Dorsey and Gino Toretta played. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we all know Grantham loves to bring it, but he's got two tremendous corners. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what his plan is against the young quarterback. See, I I believe it was 2014. Todd Grantham is the defensive coordinator at Louisville. Mm-hmm. Louisville opens the season with Miami with a very inexperienced quarterback named Brad Kaya. Who was a, he was a decent player. For Remember him, yeah. but he was inexperienced. Correct. Then. And I believe Louisville won something like 31-13. So they limited him to 13 points. I do think – I think if you're Grantham, you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I do think if you give an inexperienced quarterback different looks and you know where are they coming from. But sometimes your defense might just be good enough because m- – Maybe look, there could be a guy in this game that runs for 200 yards for Miami, or he catches you know eight balls for who knows. But just on paper, with Miami, you don't see that. So how much do you really have to get exotic? Yeah, that's true. And and again, back to the blitzing part. You know, I, I know Dan Enos has coached quarterbacks and call plays in the in the SEC, but Spurrier had a track record, and, and we were known for throwing the ball over your head if you blitzed us and blocking them up. Teams these days don't block you up. They rather try to send five guys out and your quarterback make the right read. Yep. Just let block them up and play one-on-one. Uh, Ryan uh, has a great nickname for Alonzo. Alonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have a nickname? Yeah, he does. But I- I'm not sure he even – Likes it. What is it? I forgot. Uh, now you're gonna, you put me on the spot here. I can't think of the top of my head either. I'm sure somebody will let us um, know. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get – come on. Let's, it's game week, people. You can't ask for more. I but guess it, everybody's nervous. I think nervous. And, I mean, honestly, though, happens every year. When you get to game week, you're just about talked out mm-hmm. in terms of the other team and strategy. And But I will ask you this. I'm going to ask the ball coach this tomorrow, too. How much, Shane, do you put as a player or a coach into what you did 
the previous year. In other words, Franks certainly got a lot of confidence. And, and one would think, I mean, look, if you take natural progression, right, Franks starting this year should be tons better because mm -hmm. he knows the offense now. He knows what's expected of him. The Gators ended the year last year scoring a bunch of points, a bunch of 400-yard offensive games. How much does that carry over, if any? I think from a confidence standpoint, it's going to carry over a lot, not just for him, but I think for the entire offensive unit. Uh, I, I think these guys, they realize the weapons they have at the skill position, and he doesn't need to try to do too much. And I hope he doesn't come out the way his, the season ended and feel like he has to put this team on his shoulders. Just play within the system. Let the guys around you make you better. But uh, it's a confident bunch. I, I firmly believe that. And I think a lot of that comes from the guy coaching them. I do too. And again, Dan Mullen today uh, will speak later than normal. He'll be speaking at 145 today. We'll carry it. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, fellas. Yeah, it's game week, and um, to have the head ball coach talk to your team and knowing that this guy's been there, done that, you know, it kind of puts, puts puts those guys mentally believing in themselves and believing that they can do it. And like, like Shane said, they're a confident bunch. But I wanted to ask you guys, out of the running back stable that we have with Davis, Pierce, and um, P. Ryan, P. Ryan, yeah, who do you think is the most dynamic? And I know, Shane, you've seen practice. And who do you think is the most complete back? And I'll take it off the air. Okay. Thank you, Rob. I think P. Ryan is the most complete back. I think he's got a chance to have a tremendous year. I think he's got a chance to maybe play a long time at the next level. Uh, nothing against the other two. I thought Malik Davis, when he was healthy, what, two years ago, uh, was very shifty and, and – made some plays for us. And then we we all know what Pierce does. I mean, he's he, he's a bulldozer, but with speed. So I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, P. Ryan to me is is the, is the one that's going to get majority of the reps. And, and I think, too, what people do not see is – let me give you an example of the receiver position, okay? Because back when you could actually watch practice, I watched Billy Gonzalez coach wide receivers. Okay, you're not going to step on the field if you don't block. Correct. Urban Meyer was a stickler for that, and Billy coached that. So when you talk about, quote, most complete receiver, unquote, part of that is does he block? Mm -hmm. How well does he block when, you know, when people aren't looking at you? What's well, the same thing with a running back? How well do you pick up a blitz? Are you a decent receiver out of the backfield? Are you a weapon in that regard? That's part of being a, quote, complete back, mm -hmm. unquote. That's why I think P. Ryan does fit that. But he's got the most experience. Yeah. Too. I mean, the other two catch the ball pretty well mm -hmm. also. So yep. I, I think we're in good shape there. Let's take uh, Colonel Tom's call. Hi, Tom. Hey, Steve and Shane. What a great day. I, I equate this day and, and this week to – Christmas Eve, only we get the 12 days of Christmas, and we're going to open one present on Saturday. I can't wait. It's going to be great. A um, couple of comments. I look for if Miami decides to load up, if we get the ball to Tony and he makes one move and gets by, it's going to be um, 
it's going to be a big game or it's going to be trouble for Miami. So um, they have to be very careful about the coverage when they blitz. If they stand up and decide they want to press cover all of our wideouts, I would I would like that. And Shane, I bet your eyes would light up if you saw that. Um, yeah. One last thing. Go one ahead. last thing, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Bennett. He was my coach over at Eastside, and I, I, I don't know if you know, but you and him shared uh, a commonality in that you coached baseball at Eastside. I played for Bruce Bennett. Um, let me say he was, a, he was a great football coach. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago uh, at Eastside in Newberry, coaching baseball. It was a lot of fun. Coach got to coach some football, too. That was a lot of fun, too. Uh, Instigator, talk to us. Hey guys, uh, his nickname is Polar Bear. That's, That's right, it, Polar Bear. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of that so, for some reason. I'm, I'm but, football uh, geared today. Right, it's awesome to see him doing good, but it, it is sure football is. season. So, um, we just got to be careful because you know I think it, there was one time Florida State had a true freshman named Jameis Winston that went in there and lit us up the following year after we beat him. So I just hope the guys don't get too confident, but uh, I think we'll do just fine. I mean, I'm excited to see uh, Marco back out on the field. So I think they're going to test him to see what he's available or you know capable of doing. But uh, you know, hopefully Felipe uh, continues what he ended up the last three games last year. So uh, you but, know what? If if I'm Miami. I'm throwing the ball long first play. Just because that, it may mean nothing at the end of the game. It may mean nothing. But that's going to at least, at least give the defense that we're going to try. Well, I would throw it deep at least five or six times in the first half. And the reason, you know, a lot of people think when, a, when you play a kid that's not experienced, let's throw slants, hitches, let's keep it short. No. There, there's too many bad things can happen in, in there. You know, he may, he may be a little late throwing a hitch or a slant, and it's a pick. It's it's too quick to, to to have to do that. But when you throw the ball deep, you take your steps, you hitch, and you just let it go. There's no thinking. Doesn't matter if you're late or whatever. Usually, and that's what I would do if I was coaching a, a, a young quarterback. Yep. Yeah, it definitely would. Uh build his confidence anyhow but i think we're gonna have at least three turnovers so um this defense is we lost some players but we're still there's still plenty there that'll be all right so but anyhow go gators y'all have a good week instigator you too thank you i appreciate your call three nine two eight two five five email s russell here's an interesting question from brett um looking at the weather it looks like a good chance for rain. It looks like a good chance for rain all but I think that's all it's going to do in games with a lot of rain. Uh, how does a wet ball or surface affect teams? Who has an advantage in that scenario? I will tell you right now, it does affect the quarterback. It don't affect our quarterback because he's got huge hands. Hand size is one of the most uh, underrated deals when it comes to playing quarterback. And Felipe has huge hands, so... Uh, Shouldn't be a factor. Okay. How did it? How does it? It stinks for guys like me. <laughs> <laughs> it 
big big hands, strong arm guys. Yeah, no big deal. Really? Okay. Let's uh, talk to D here. Hi, D. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, finally made it, man. It's uh, finally game week. So, uh, yeah, you can stop uh, making up stories and you know overblowing things. It's time to play these games. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Miami Gator man. I grew up down in Miami, so I know. I know what this game means to Miami, and I know what it, it means to us. So this is uh, – I'll be at the game, so this I, – I can't wait. But, you know, just honestly about that, I won't get my score prediction until prognos- prognos- prognostication uh, Friday, Steve. But, okay. um, you know, <laughs> but to me, guys, I don't, I don't mean to sound, you know, sound overly confident, but when I, other than linebacker, um, I don't see any other advantage that Miami has in this game. And, you know – Jaron Williams, um, I don't care how good he's looked in practice or whatever, uh, he's not going to turn into Steve Walsh, Jim Kelly, or Bernie Kosar in a week and a half. I just don't see it. And, uh, you know, as, as long as we don't have what we had in 2013, which is just an exorbitant amount of turnovers, uh, I expect the Gators to win this game by 14 or more points, man. I just, I just don't see, you know, Miami uh, trusting that quarterback in this environment, and I just don't think my, they may be good down the line, but like I said, it's just way too many question marks with that team uh, going into this game. You know what fascinates me about this game from the Miami perspective? If you look at them strictly on paper, okay, their strength is defense. They have all their linebackers back. They have, they've lost some D linemen and some uh, defensive backs, but they led the country last year in tackles for loss. So that just goes to show you how aggressive they were. But they've lost the Gerald Willises. And the, but to my point earlier, if you're in Miami, the strategy I think most people would employ is, okay, look, our strength is defense. Let's play it. Let's, maybe our defense can get a couple of turnovers. We get out of here, we win 17-13, we go home. I'm, man, I'm just the opposite. Don't, don't tell your quarterback. I'm not saying just throw the ball 50 times with a quarterback, but give him, if, you, if he's your guy, right, give him a chance. Give him a chance. You don't want to throw the game away by being too aggressive, but if you're not aggressive enough, that plays into Florida's hands, seems to me. Right, well, I just, like I said, I think, they're going to try to shorten this game, like kind of like a, a, a NCAA basketball game. You drain the shot clock down, you shorten the possession. I, that's why I think it's important that we get them in third longs. Uh, you know, get out, get out early on offense, get a couple score lead, and make them get out of that game plan because I think they're going to play this thing close to the best, man. Like I said, if they um, do, they'll get hammered. You got yeah, they get hammered. I kind of agree with so, you said, Steve, but you remember too their head coach. Is a defensive dude. Right. That's right. So that's right. But what heart. does he let Enos do? Yeah, I'm well, with you. But he's, he's a defensive probably going guy. on the headset. Uh, run, run, run off tackle. Run off tackle. <laughs> right. So it should be. Uh, like I said, if, if, if we play our best game and they play their best game, um, you know, we we should win this thing pretty pretty good. So like I said, I'll save my score prediction for Friday. But just want to get this thing going. So uh, like I said, thank God it's game week. No more talking. All right. Keep Appreciate you, D. Thank you a lot. <laughs> 1237 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM.
WRUF. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Where I'm from, marijuana is legal. Can I use it in Florida? Nah, it's illegal here. 20 grams or less is a misdemeanor, and more than 20 grams is a felony. Well, I have epilepsy. Should I try to get a medical marijuana prescription? Now that's legal, but talk to your doctor first to see if it's a qualifying condition and if medical marijuana is even right for you. I will. Thanks. Hey, I'm Steve Russell. I want to talk to you guys and ladies who are experiencing hair loss and want to do something about it. You should know about the Neograft hair restorations offered by Dr. John W. Tyrone, Florida Gainesville's best plastic surgeon for three years. Dr. Tyrone's Neograft team's done hundreds of procedures with amazing results. The process works. Neograft technology has minimal downtime and minimal discomfort and no long scars. Take years off your appearance and boost your self-confidence with Neograft hair restoration by Dr. John W. Tyrone in Gainesville. Check it out at Gainesville Hair Transplant. Want to take more of your favorite music, news, sports, and podcasts with you on the go? Download the free Radio.com app today on your phone or connected device. Or listen on your smart speaker anytime, anywhere. I'm Steve Russell. Join me Mondays at noon all season long to hear the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. He's brought to us by Lake Area Metal Solutions, a proud partner of the Florida Gators. They're a local manufacturer of quality metal roofs that has same-day pickup because they know time is money. So call them today at 352-481-7663 or check them out at lakeareametals.com. Steve Spurrier on Sports Scene, Mondays at noon on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Gators. Brought to you by Sun State Federal Credit Union, your one trusted financial advisor. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Rain chances a little bit lower in parts of the area today, mainly from Gainesville South, but there is still a good chance of showers and thunderstorms toward Live Oak and Lake City today. Highs in the upper 80s. It looks like we'll be back to more typical afternoon and evening scattered showers and thunderstorms Tuesday into Wednesday. High temperatures in the lower 90s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ray Hawthorne. Finally, football is back. Touchdown, Florida! This Saturday, a rivalry is rekindled as the Miami Hurricanes head to Orlando to take on the Gators. Coverage begins at 3 with the UF Bookstore pregame show with Steve Russell and former Gator QB Shane Matthews. Then at 7, turn down your TV and turn up WRUF and the voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert, who has the call. He's under pressure and down he goes! Oh my! And the Gators have made the stop! Stick around and tell Steve what you think. We're letting them stay in the game. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. The Gators docks out its boneless bonanza time. Enjoy 12 fresh hand-breaded boneless wings, ranch or blue cheese, and two sides for only $10.99. That's the boneless bonanza all day, every day at Gators Dockside. All right, let's get, uh, Brad, do we have any Facebook Lives yet? If we do, let me know. In the meantime, we'll get Greg. Greg, what's up? Hey, guys, love the show. Game week, so really enjoying it, uh, especially right now. My question for you guys is, and I'm not trying to overlook Miami, I'm not going to go D on you guys and say we're going to win by 40, because um, I'm old enough to remember some Miami teams that really put it on us. But 
my fear is is that we've kind of forgotten. You were talking about last season, Steve, and the confidence that uh, Felipe has, and I agree with all of that. But we have to become, I say we, Florida, have to become the beast of the East again. We lost to Mizzou, UK, and UGA. Now, I can understand the Georgia game. But for Florida to make it back to Atlanta and to give Nick Saban a run, we've got to dominate the East again. And I just wonder what your thoughts were on that, especially you, Shane, um, how, talking about the transference of that confidence for Felipe from last year to this year and what is it going to take to dominate the East again? And then Georgia hopefully will settle it. But even this schedule, you got Bandy and Missouri at the end of the year after a gauntlet of LSU, Carolina, and Columbia and Georgia. Then you got to go play Vanderbilt and Missouri, and we have to go to Missouri this year. It'll probably be an 11 o'clock our time, you know, in their minds, uh, kickoff. And so we've got to dominate the East again. Just your, the confidence level of this team, Shane, at the quarterback position, you know, maybe the difference between this year and last year. And, how did we lose to three SEC East schools last year and beat an LSU in a Mississippi State? Still boggles my mind, but I'll listen to your response off here and go Gators. Thanks for the call. First of all, you, you got to remember, okay, we, we, we did lose to Kentucky and we lost to Missouri. We've struggled with Missouri for whatever reason. There's a lot of different factors why we haven't beaten Missouri. I think on paper, roster-wise, we're a better team than they are. I think a lot of it's going to come down to where does our season stand when we get ready to play Missouri. you got to remember that Missouri game last year was coming off of the debacle of McElwain getting fired after the Georgia game. We had an interim coach. There was no way we were going to win that game. Uh, plus, they have a pretty good quarterback. Um, Drew Locke was a heck of a college quarterback. The Kentucky game, that's the first time they won in 30-something years. The previous year, they probably should have beaten us too. Uh, they didn't cover two receivers. So, Stoops has done a great job. But I, I'm not as concerned about – Kentucky this year for whatever reason as a lot of people are uh, we're a better team than they are doesn't mean we're going to win it but you're a better team we've had this conversation before about the swamp I think that's where it starts Mm -hmm. the swamp is not the feared place it used to be it's not even close and it's funny I was sitting around the house yesterday and they had the was it the 95 Tennessee Florida game? That's the Peyton Manning where they got up early. They were up 30 crushed. to 14 and then they lost 62 to 37, yeah. I think. Yeah. The, and I had people texting me watching it and they're like, the environment is totally different than what it used to be. And it all comes from the student body. Until the students start showing up at the games <laughs> and not getting off their phones, they set the tone. You've heard Coach Mullen say it. They yep. set the tone for the stadium atmosphere. Yep. And it is such a true statement. It's, it's different. It just is. I mean, if got anything else, the, the only constant is change. And, you know, there's two right there in front of me, two students who are helping us today. And I'm not saying that that's what they do, but that is part of it. You know, you there that device is an absolute distraction. Mm-hmm. It is, and to me, if you're a student, uh, and look, I get it. If if you don't look at that phone every five minutes, you you don't know what to do. Oh, they should oh, they oh. should have a bucket where you have to put your phone yeah, in when you come in the but stadium. it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, but I'm with you, and I do think that is part of it because I, I I I do think the uh, the student body undervalues its importance. I do. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with Coach Mullen. 
that that's where it starts. It shouldn't be, I mean, there's people 60, 70, 80 years old in there, and I'm not saying they can't yell, and please don't, I'm not hating, so don't email me. But you get my point. That It should start with the student body. I'm right with you. And until this play, and part of that's winning, too. Correct. I mean, they, they kind of go hand in hand. If you win here, fans will get more behind you, blah, blah, blah. But it is not the feared place it used right, to be. Right, because from 1990 to 2001, we lost five times at home Think of in that. 12 years. Think of that. And then Urban was here six years. I don't know how many times he lost at home. But, it, I mean, people got off the bus here. They knew they had no chance of winning. That was, that was it. It is, I mean, look, there were competitive games. I'm not, and, and there were some games that, you know, Florida eked out. But by and large, what you just said, they knew when they walked they, out of the – They just the, – the people getting off the bus were like, this is going to be a great experience, but we have no chance of winning. Yeah. And, and I understand, you know, the, and I think this league is much better now than what it was then. Mm-hmm. See, to me, I think this is one of the great things about fandom and some of the worst things about fandom. Obviously, you look at your team in, in your eyes, right? But if you take a league-wide look – Who's the doormat now? I mean, Arkansas is pretty bad. Okay, Ole Miss was not bad, but Ole, recently. but Ole Miss is doing what what those type of teams need to do, and that's what I feel like Vanderbilt needs to do. They're going to have a fun style of offense that gives them a chance to upset the Alabamas of the world. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, Vanderbilt is not horrible. They they're not going to win big, but as I said. Look what happened last year before that kid got hurt running the ball. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt was blowing Florida out. So, you know, that's the thing. The league is better now, and it's harder to dominate because the league is better. But that's but if you want to win, I mean, you don't think the West is better? Oh. But Alabama's dominating. So it can be done. Mm-hmm. Three nine two eight two five five email s russell at wruf If you're on Facebook Live today, hello. Uh, if you got something you want to give for the show, do so. And uh, our producer Brad today will make sure and pass that along. And I hope you enjoyed the ball coach today here as well. Uh, he'll be with us most Mondays. If you look, if you're wondering where Dan Mullen is today, he'll be he's talking on, to on us vacation. about an hour. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's about one forty five for Coach Mullen today. Uh, let's get a break. 12.48, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. J.D., you're up next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Who would you take in a cage match, Albert or Sebastian? Albert off the top rope. Gators are higher on the food chain. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WR. Brought to you by Gatorland Kubota. Gainesville, your land, your lifestyle. Gatorland Kubota gets you. 
Sun State Federal Credit Union is going to make this the best summer ever. Stop by your local branch and pick up one of three Sun State Live-In Window Decals. When you take a selfie with it and post it to Instagram using hashtag SunStateFCU, Sun State will donate 5 bucks to a local charity. You'll be in the running to win 100 bucks, and the Sun State charity of your choice could receive a $1,000 donation. Sun State has lower rates, fewer fees, and a higher return on your money. On the web at SunStateFCU.org. Sun State Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NC. My mom's a breast cancer survivor. The United Breast Cancer Foundation saved her life. And they need your help so they can continue saving more women's lives. Help them by donating your car. They'll provide fast, free, 24-hour pickup, and you receive a charitable tax deduction. They take cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs running or not. Call 24 hours a day, 800-993-1368. Your donation could literally save women's lives. Call today, 800-993-1368. 800-993-1368. At the office, your days are a blur, and it could be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right. Everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. A clean home is a happy home with Mary Maids. They're licensed, bonded, and insured, highly trained cleaning experts in both residential and commercial cleaning. Whether it's an ongoing or one-time service, Mary Maids can suit all your cleaning needs. For a limited time, they're offering $10 off five cleans for new ongoing clients. Call today to get a free estimate at 352-727-4400 or find your nearest location at MaryMaids.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Now serving Alachua, Marion, and Sumter Counties. Get ready to make some noise for the Tom Petty Birthday Bash, October 19th and 20th at Depot Park, a free music festival celebrating the legacy of Tom Petty. She was an American girl, raised up Featuring Gainesville's own Heavy Petty, Dixie Desperados, Low Cut Connie, and 20 other local and national bands. Enjoy the best of Gainesville with local food, beer, and art vendors for fun for the whole family. Reserve your free ticket at TomPettyBirthdayBash.com. special perks access and to support uf health chance arts and medicine upgrade your experience with a petty package the tom petty birthday bash october 19th and 20th at depot park get your tickets now at tom petty birthday brought to you by bogan muns and muns miami do you know what happens when you provoke a gator espn 98.1 fm 850 a.m wruf Score big this fall with a home purchase or refinance loan from your hometown teen at Chris Doring Mortgage. Rates are near three-year lows. Couple that with low lender fees and the personal attention you get from a local lender and you have a winning combination. Visit ChrisDoringMortgage.com today. All right. He, he's uh, got a lot of people to work over there because he's got he's never football. There. He got yeah. some football duties. Uh, he does a really good job at that too. All right, let's bring J.D. up here. J.D., hi. Hey Steve, uh, Shane, you got me foaming at the mouth here. Uh, my one of the my biggest pet peeve. Uh, and Steve, I'll, I, you can't say this stuff because you're you, you, doctor. You're employed by 
Dr. Fox in the U.S. But, uh, you know, my dad attended U.S. in the 30s, I in the 60s, and my daughter in the 90s. And I'm a lifetime member of the Alumni Association, so I can say these things. And uh, it goes to the top, Dr. Fox, if you're listening. Uh, and the, what they've done with this student body, we used our student, our, used to be feared, remember when they got into trouble for sailing the, I'm not advocating this, but sailing the uh, Coke uh, uh, cup lids down on the Tennessee fans and, uh, you know, everybody was complaining about you know, we're those kids are probably contributing alumni now. These kids from Saskatoon that, that are that are here now because they get more money uh, because they're from out of state or out of country or wherever. Uh, uh, what's going to happen in ten years? Are they going to be contributing alumni? Uh, I, I hope somebody does a study on that. But uh, you're exactly right, Shane. This student body gets off their butt. Somebody, we ought to get some old guys. I volunteer, go over there by the – and when they start leaving about the five minutes into the third quarter, would put some forearm shivers out there or something. You know, I mean, this is – it's it's ridiculous. And and the composition of the student body, in my opinion, is ridiculous too. If you got alum, uh, alumni who are contributing and, and you got kids that have got full point or got good grade point averages and, and they can't get to the University of Florida, something's wrong. And we are on just one man's opinion, Steve – uh, uh, and I'm a member, I'm a lifetime member of the alumni association. We are on the wrong track. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Thanks guys. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'll meet you guys halfway. Okay. The legacy stuff I get. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many, how many student tickets are there? For football, I think Jake said eighteen thousand. Is that okay? So, and the student body here is how many? I mean, sixty. Around forty thousand. No, it's way more than that. Fifty probably. Yeah, way more than forty thousand here. I'm pretty sure. So, point is that you still are always going to have. X amount of the student body that can't go, right? Even if you had some weird demand of every student, well, every student can't go, right? So hopefully if you, and I don't know what the number is and I'm not going to go there, but if you've got X amount of students and, you know, on Saturdays they got a, they got a backpack and they're going to study in the nuclear science building, that's fine, but I don't know that that's the majority of the student body. So while I get it, it might be a little bit overplayed in the sense of, you know, how many of those students, because I think the real question is how many of those of the students at the University of Florida right now could give five cents about football? And I don't know the answer to that. You know, is, is it more than maybe what it used to be? Probably is. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would say it probably is, but, you know, how much more? Um, okay. John says, how would you order the coaches in the SEC East? In order to ask yourself this question, aside from Mullen, what order would you want the coaches to take over your program if you lost your coach? Just in the East? Just in the East. Well, we've had one of them here, Will. Right. Uh, I still think he's a great football coach. Gosh. I mean, you got to go with Kirby. Yep, he has him one. 
I would have Kirby there, and then uh, honestly, I'd go Bus Champ too. I'd want him. He's back. got stoops too. Yeah, I mean, I I can see because what people he's been given a chance to build that program. Uh, I think Will's a tremendous recruiter. I think he's a great defensive mind, and I think he's finally bought into letting people handle the offense. He's got um, Smart, Stoops, Mason, Muschamp, Pruitt, and Odom. In mine, Odom is vastly underrated. Mm -hmm. Okay, When you can have, given what's over Missouri's head with a possible bowl ban and probation, no one left that program. That in and of itself says something. Mm -hmm. That, I mean... I don't I don't care who the coach is. That's pretty special. Um so mine would probably be Smart Odom um Muschamp Stoops Mason and Pruitt. Do you realize every one of those guys are defensive coaches? Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't really think about that till you just mentioned them. Yeah, it's true. Um Okay, we're going to get to the Facebook Lives in the 1 o'clock hour, Brad. I'll finish up these emails here. Um, 56,000 students here. So, again. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, a third of the student population, in theory, can't go to games. Maybe they're professor. I'm sorry, two-thirds. Maybe if you do have a season ticket, your professor, uh, you know, like at high school, you get extra points, extra credit. you got to stay the entire game, son. <laughs> Yeah, and, and not talk on your phone. That's right. Uh, quickly, Steven says, we're going to play be playing 10 Power 5 teams most years from now. Are other SEC teams going to be doing the same thing? I think the answer would be yes, because normally you keep up with the Joneses in the league. And secondly, if you don't, well, then if your strength of schedule isn't as good, that's not going to help out. And I do think, again, most people are aware of the fact that you want to play better teams. That's our first hour, hour two coming up. Dan Mullen at 145, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mondays at noon all season long to hear the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. He's brought to us by Lake Area Metal Solutions, a proud partner of the Florida Gators. They're a local manufacturer of quality metal roofs that has same-day pickup because they know time is money. So call them today at 352-481-7663 or check them out at lakeareametals.com. Steve Spurrier on Sports Scene, Mondays at noon on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Gators. 
If you're in the market to buy a home, make plans to attend Gainesville's largest single-day open house event, the Boss Art Realty Open House Blitz, Sunday, August 25th from noon to 4.30. Dozens of homes across Alachua County will host hundreds of potential buyers. You'll have the first chance to see the best listings priced right. Realtors will be on site to answer any questions and help you find your new home. Plan your weekend by visiting BossBlitz.com. That's B-O-S-S-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Or for more information, call 371-6100. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school. And, as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. When it comes to stats and numbers in sports, I'm proud to admit that I'm a geek with all that stuff. And after listening to this, you're going to want to be a geek yourself. Jeff Cardozo here letting you know about the Seat Geek app and why it has made my life a whole lot better as I try to have a little fun away from the normal duties of everyday life. Now, we all love sports, and with the Seat Geek app, you're going to have access to millions of live events right in the palm of your hand. So whether it's seeing your favorite team in person or having to go watch Luke Bryan or Ariana Grande to score points with the family, Seat Geek is going to pull millions of tickets from all over the web. And with over 50,000 five-star reviews, I'm not the only one who loves SeatGeek. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I used it to snag some great tickets at Fenway the other day. But there's tons of events going on right here in North Central Florida, and SeatGeek will have the tickets you'll want all in one place. And right now, just for trying it, SeatGeek is going to give you $10 off your first purchase. All you have to do is use the promo code GATORFOOTBALL. That's $10 off your first purchase using the promo code GATORFOOTBALL. We've all been called geeks in our life, and now you can be a proud one just like me. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Want some good barbecue? Head on over to Top Hog located in Jonesville. They're open for lunch and dinner. Go get you some pork, chicken, ribs, brisket, sausage. It's, it's delicious stuff. Also, get you some collard greens and cheesy grits. Many of the items on the menu are gluten-free, so that's Florida-style barbecue. Head on over to Top Hog in Jonesville. Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, Brad Producer. We're going to start with Brad here. we got some Facebook Lives, so uh, we'll get to those. What do you got, Brad? Hello, Steve. To answer your question before, there's 52,000 students okay. at University of Florida. Cool. So, again, about two-thirds of the student body in theory, can't go to a game. Okay. Um, so the first question is from Todd Swain. It is, how do you think this game will dictate the rest of the season, even though the team is one game at a time mentality? Well, it's a huge game because usually that opener is Tennessee Chattanooga or UT Martin. So uh, you, you feel pretty good. You know you're going to win regardless of how you play. This is one of those games that sets the tone regardless. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, you win it, you got a chance to have a big year. You lose it, you still have a chance, but it's going to hurt you. Uh, especially if, if, if Miami, if we were to lose to Miami and they don't have a great year, it's going to look like a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't think we can lose this game unless we go in there and just hand them the football with a bunch of turnovers. I, I think part of that answer is really what your expectation is. If your expectation is you're going to be a title contender – can't lose this game correct you can't because then you have no margin for error 
the rest of the way. So regardless of it's Miami or whoever it is, that that really is the case. What else you got, Brad? Um, Todd Swain also asked, how do you think Emery will be used this season with him as a dual threat quarterback behind Felipe Franks? That's a great question. Uh, you know, because I, I feel like the way Felipe played at the end of the year, if he continues playing like that, you know, Emory won't play a whole lot. Right. Uh, but I do think Emory brings a little more of elusiveness, elusiveness to the to the offense. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I think Dan wants Felipe to go the distance. I really do. Here we, and, and I'm not for Todd. I understand everybody's fascination about the backup quarterback. Well, like I said, it's it's. I've never heard people talk about backups until this year. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So, to me, if Emory – and no disrespect to the kid. I don't mean any disrespect at all. But why do you put a backup quarterback in the game? Unless there's a reason for him to to, to play. So, Franks has become – now, here's a scenario. Franks became a much more willing runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you really felt like you needed that double option, you know, where a guy could throw and run, you know, maybe. But I think Franks is is a good enough runner to accomplish. Yeah, I, it's his team, and you know, with the new rule where you can play in four games and still be redshirted, I think that's why they got Emory some playing time last year. And and early Felipe was struggling. But I, I, my gut feeling is you will not see him play against Miami. And the last question is Travis Michael Fagg said, I know a lot of fans don't respect Tate Martell because he's bounced around and stayed away from competition and so on, but the kid is an athlete. What sort of impact do you see him making in a switch of position for Miami? Yeah, supposedly uh, he there's a chance he could play wide receiver. Well, I will say this: he ain't gonna become a wide receiver in what right, two a weeks? Week, yeah, two weeks. Right, yeah, it don't happen that way, right? Um, but you know, I think first of all, you have to commit. Who regardless of who it is, you have to commit to that. You have to make a decision now: do I stay at quarterback or to get on the field? I'm going to drop being a quarterback and I'm going to learn everything I can to be the best wide receiver I can be. And so it starts right up top mentally mm-hmm. about how you do that. Um, okay. Thanks, Brad. Let's get uh, Mike. Mike, welcome. Hey, guys. I just wanted to give you uh, three reasons why I think the student attendance is down from when I went to school. I went to school in 1966 and, uh, Back then, very few Florida games were on TV. That's number one. Uh, number two is, there's, like you said, Steve, earlier, I just think less students are, they're more interested in playing a video football game than, you know, playing a real football game. Heck, we used to go to Florida Field on Sunday and play football, you know, the day after the football game was played. Yep. And then the third reason would be, uh, when I went to school in 1966, we got we got free tickets. We didn't pay anything for a football ticket. It was part of the tuition, and now I understand the students have to pay to go to a game. And so my question would be for you, how much do they have to pay for a ticket this year? Um, maybe one of my 
two can answer that because I I have no idea. Okay, well, I think tickets are around twenty dollars a game for each. Twenty dollars a game. Students. Okay, there you go. Oh well, that's not too bad. Then I thought it was more than that. Okay, that's not too bad. Okay, Mike, Bye. thank you. I appreciate your call. Let's uh, bring in Mike. Welcome, Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, last caller, that, that's a really valid question. Um, it's very easy for me at this point in my life to uh, to say, you know, what's 20 bucks to a 19-year-old, but you know what? It's 20 bucks. Um <laughs> Yeah, but like, coming from dad and mom in more like more the, the more likely scenario. Yeah, I guess that's fair. What I was going to say, uh I that wasn't what I was calling about. The uh the the whole thing about Shane just made a comment about the backup quarterback conversation. Um well, you know, it's it's crazy because I've gone back and forth with my buddies, my fellow Gator fans about Felipe Franks and um I mean, I I don't wish any ill, nothing bad against any of these kids, but he still looks like a deer in the headlights to me way too often. And I look at the statistics from last year, and sometimes it's just one of those crazy things where, God, the stats just don't match what I watch. Um, he got – I can't believe he scored that many touchdowns last year <laughs> – and it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around it because I still see a kid who hesitates, who doesn't pull the trigger when he needs to, and who isn't seeing the field the right way. I mean, he only needs to focus on a quarter, maybe half of the field. You, you can't expect these kids to see the entire football field. That's that's not realistic. But even still, I just see like a ton of hesitation and you made the comment that he, you know, was a more, uh, I don't know how you put it. He was more, more willing, willing yeah. more willing to run, right? It, that's not baked into the cake for him. He's, you know, he's he reminds me of a taller, not as sharp Chris Leak kind of a player. Chris Leak didn't like to run. Everyone knew that. Yeah, but he does. Well, he does, but that's not – I don't think that's his comfort level, you know. But that's like, not the so, point. You, you, all you have to do is run effectively when asked. And I, I, I think there's no – I think it's one matches the other, Mike, that Florida's offense got a lot better when he became a better runner. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's kind of my point. Like, do you become a better runner? Yes. Or, do, you know? Well, yes, you do. Here, here's the you thing, too, so? Mike. Here's the thing, too, Mike. When 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 did you start watching uh, Gator football? Oh, God, when I was Okay, six. so you saw the Spurrier era. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think you're trying to compare him to a Spurrier quarterback. It ain't going to happen. You're never going to see that here again. It's not what Dan does in his system. If you go back and you watch Tim Tebow play, if you watch Dak Prescott play, you watch Nick Fitzgerald, they all had that look at sometimes going, you're going, what are they doing? And that's, but, but then when you look at the end of the season, you look at their stats, you're like, man, they had a great year. It's just, they don't play quarterback the way that you're probably thinking they should play quarterback. Does that make sense? I think, I think that's totally fair, actually. I just, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I feel like if you're not the like the running, 
athletic quarterbacks historically, what gets them into trouble is when they rely solely on their athleticism. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he does. I think he he he's 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 becoming a runner. He's more of a thrower. Where that's what I'm saying. Where most of Dan's quarterbacks were runners, and then he had to kind of teach them to throw. Yeah, so I guess I guess I feel like we're saying the same thing actually, because I don't think he's a natural runner. So. He's not a natural he's not, runner. He's not. That, but, I, I think we all make that point. But our coach loves his ability, and he is your quarterback, and he will be your quarterback until he decides to you run out of eligibility. You don't have to be Michael Vick to be successful in running the football. You run it enough where the defense has to account for you, which they now do, which opens up other things offensively. That's exactly what happened in the last few games for Florida last year, and the numbers show that. Well, you got. I mean, look, you're keeping the defense honest, and I respect right. that, right? right? So... But, you know, all that being said, I, number one, I hope the kid lights it on fire this year. I hope Felipe Franks comes out and just kills it. Uh, but as far as, like, people wondering about what Emory Jones could come in there and do because of the offense that we're running with Dan Mullen, I think, I mean, that's that's the conversation, I think. I think that's what it is. All right, Mike, I can let you run. i got other callers. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Let's bring uh, Stanley in. Stanley, hi. Hi. Um, the everybody asking about the backup quarterback. I think it's for me at least. It's more not uh, him coming in and taking over for Felipe Franks, but kind of like how Tebow and Leak were, where it was a wrinkle in the offense. I think that's what a lot of people are expecting this year, being that he can play in every game and you don't have to worry about burning a red shirt. But I. But why? See that's that's what I don't understand. They they had to do they had to use Tim as a fullback his freshman year because Chris was never going to be a runner, and Chris was a much much more accomplished thrower. Correct. I get that. I'm just saying that I think that's more of what's going on in people's heads that you'll see Emory Jones in like a wildcat package, kind of like how they use Kadarius Tony or. Uh, something of that nature. Yeah, could could he see to me if you're going to do that, then put Tony there. Put put Tony there. So I don't think you're going to see it in this game, regardless. You know, I, so I, look, I get it, and I'm not. And, I, and please understand, I'm not knocking Emory Jones in any way. No, I'm just saying yeah. that, uh, and I'm agreeing with my buddy over here. Unless we see Felipe Franks really mess up, yeah, I don't think you're going to see much of Emory Jones. I don't think you need to. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I'm just giving a different perspective of what sure. maybe people are thinking. Um, and then everybody asking about the other backups, I think that um, you don't quite just play 11 traditional players on defense anymore. It's kind of constantly rotating people in. So when you hear about people transferring or getting hurt or whatever, it you know puts like this doom and gloom in people's heads that you know, oh no, we don't have enough people. We're only going to have eleven now to play the entire game. I don't think you'll ever get to that point, but I, 
you know, but I, I hear what you're but saying. You get my, um, yeah, I'm not saying it's ever going to get to that. I'm just saying I think that's kind of what people are getting too concerned about is that we won't have fresh legs in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, I, I don't see why we wouldn't. All right. Stanley, thank you. I appreciate your call. Let's bring David up. Hi, David. Hey, appreciate you taking my call, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a, a quick comment on that, uh, Emory Jones. I, I think the only time we're going to see him is uh, in mop-up duty if we have a big lead in the game. But um, the uh, my question is, uh, Shane, as far as the uh, preparation for this Miami game, uh, seeing that we've obviously – the first game of the season, I guess you, you always have a lot longer to prepare. Do they spend a lot more time on that first game, especially when it's an opponent like Miami, as far as, you know, like even from Dan Mullen's standpoint, as a coach and assistant coaches, do they spend a lot more time studying film uh, just because they have it uh, more than they would for a, a typical game? Usually you do uh, spend a little bit of extra time on your opener. Uh, the, the team may not realize that, but during your installation, whatever you're doing during your training camp, you may have a couple plays that you think uh, eventually may be in the Miami game plan that, that you have you know, for those three weeks of training camp. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, what's, what's kind of unique about this game is they kind of know what to expect from Miami's defense – but they're not sure what to expect from the Miami offense since they have a new offensive coordinator. Right. So they're, they've, they've probably been watching tape of some Arkansas film when uh, Dan Enos was there. They've watched a little bit of Alabama when he was the quarterback coach. So the, and obviously they watched uh, – well, I don't. I guess they don't – I'm thinking of high school where you get the spring game. I don't think they get the spring game tape. But uh, they, they've – they're probably just doing a lot of research and have done all the research as they could on, on what he likes to do offensively. Okay. And then just one comment on the ticket prices for the students. Uh, my daughter's a freshman and my son's a sophomore. My daughter's just starting there, a freshman, and they had some sort of lottery for this Miami-Florida game for the students, and that was a $50 ticket. So. Okay. David, thank you. All right. Appreciate your thank call. You. Yeah, again, there's a lot of – when I went to school here, you know, 100 years ago, ticket was free. Go watch the game. So, 119, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. UF students, download the Gators Student Rewards app and earn points for games you attend all year long. It's free, and you can win cool prizes, including gift cards, signed items, and more by showing your Gator pride. For more information, floridagators.com. Brought to you by Polaris of Gainesville, 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polarisofgainesville.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is back, and it's time to reassess your home entertainment system to enjoy all the games this season. Let the experts at Electronics World help you upgrade with a new Sony 4K HD flat panel TV or a new sound system to enhance the game experience. They carry a great selection of home theater products and provide professional installation. Electronics World is a licensed contractor with experienced install technicians, and they provide service on all the products they sell. Located in the Newberry Crossing Shopping Center or Google Electronics World, World today. If you've been in business for 40 years, aren't you doing something right? 
Well, it's exactly what Southeast Car Agency has done. 40 years of giving you the best alternative to purchasing a new vehicle. Best of the best in late model, low mileage, gently used vehicles. Steve Russell here. I'm a proud customer of Southeast Car Agency. Many, many cars bought over the year. The highest quality your hard-earned money can buy. Check them out at secars.com or go see them on Northeast 39th Avenue. Tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. You know that Florida is more than theme parks and roadside attractions. Here, it's about family, community, and Sun State living. Take a selfie with a new Sun State living window decal posted to Instagram using hashtag SunStateFCU, and Sun State will donate 5 bucks to a local charity. Then you'll be in the running to win $100, and the Sun State charity of your choice could receive a $1,000 donation. Sun State offers fewer fees, lower interest rates, and a higher return on your money. On the web at sunstatefcu.org, Sunstate Federal Credit Union, federally insured by the NCUA. You've waited all year for this. Coach Mullen and the Florida Gators are back for another year to chop up the SEC. All true Gator fans know that college football season is the best time of the year. This Saturday, the Gators take on the Miami Hurricanes at 7 p.m. Live pregame coverage begins at 4 p.m. on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and 103.7 The Gator, the flagship station for the Gator Nation. Brought to you by the University of Florida Bookstore. Show your Gator pride this year with Gator gear from the Florida Bookstore at the Rights Union on campus Miami Florida <laughs> it's on a classic rivalry to kick off the season ESPN 98.1 FM 8:50 a.m. WRUF Center State Bank is the largest community bank in the state of Florida and they have five convenient Alachua County locations to serve you better Center State invites you to bec- come in and experience the difference all right we got uh, Dan Mullen talking in about 20 minutes so we have time for your calls until then. Uh, let's see. Tommy says um, about students. He needs to understand priorities for great universities. It's nice to be balanced in athletics, which Florida is, but intellectual curiosity is first priority. I think the Gators have a chance to make a huge leap in recruiting if they look impressive in this game. I, and again, that doesn't matter. Maybe I, I, I don't get that. My one game is going to change something. Matt in Orlando says uh, one of the biggest concerns UF has coming into this season is the offensive line. It sounds like Miami's strength lies in their defense. Do you guys believe our old line will be up for the challenge? I do. Uh, okay, that takes care of that. Um, Matt says, I have friends and family at several other SEC schools. All of them say the same thing about Franks. They want him to be successful because of the beating he's taken from fans and the media in years past. The fact he's stuck with it and is now poised to have a big year is a special thing even to rival fans. Um, BB says um, that uh, number eight, Florida meets Miami. The last time in 2013, Miami upset them number nine, Florida. Um, Chuck Oliver had a kind of dead team walking analysis of the Gator team Friday for this year, saying that the 74-player roster instead of the usual 80-84-player to 84 player roster might end up around 60-64 to 64 at the midseason turn when facing the tough part of the schedule. Um, to his credit, Chuck left off plague and famine. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Are we worse off roster-wise than any other team? I mean, maybe from a number standpoint but look again if you don't have injuries it does not matter and I mean yes it's a very physical game and let's knock on wood that 
we all stay healthy this year. But just because this guy left, the reason he left or was kicked off their team, there's a reason behind it, you know. And, and I, I don't know why. You know, I can understand that's what these national media people they they look at it. There, there's been plenty of other teams. LSU's lost transfers. Alabama's had a ton of people hurt. So we, we're gonna we're gonna line up. We're gonna get off that bus Saturday night with who we got. I think we're dressing 70, 75 maybe, and we're going to play hard. See, here's – I think it's the glass half full, glass half empty, okay? Next time you go to a Gator game, if you get the sheet that has the stats on it, okay, look at the player participation. Mm-hmm. And look how many players in a meaningful game play. It's usually like what thirty to thirty-five. Seventy. It's like thirty or thirty-five. Yeah. And tops. some and some of those guys maybe play five plays, mm-hmm. six plays, or they're on special teams. So, granted, you want to be too deep, where you can you know roll some guys in and out and not have to on the offensive line, okay. What does John Hevesy always say? I want eight or nine guys. They're not playing 15 offensive linemen. They're playing eight or nine that they trust, okay, on the defensive line, okay? Even if you rotated in everybody in a four-man front, too deep, that's seven, eight guys, okay? Linebackers, you're not going to play 15 linebackers. So, yes, I don't care what team it is, United States of America, if you get a hit at one position really hard, your depth, is going to suffer. Correct. In the NFL, look who the Philadelphia Eagles just had to sign. Yeah. He was retired. You know, in the NFL, they only dress 48 guys on a Sunday. So, again, that's the point, right? Does anybody say, well, if they did they get this might happen and they're not going to have anybody? And now they're able to replace. Right. But they're only dressing so many because right. only so many guys will get on the field. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just, to me, this is all about half full or half empty. Could could what he said transpire? Sure. If you get a lot of injuries and you don't have a lot of depth and you are playing, you know, down-the-line guys, is that could that affect the outcome of games? Yes. But that's for anybody. Mm-hmm. It just so happens Florida has a couple of positions where they can't afford to have a lot of injuries. That's I think that's the best way you can say it. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Dan Mullen will talk to us at about 145. It's 127. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Florida Gator football from a different seat by checking out the new Gator Seat Upgrade Program. Fans will have the ability to improve their seats at every game this fall. Go to FloridaGators.com for more details. 
Walker Furniture opened in 1940 in downtown Gainesville and remains family-owned and operated today. Visit their convenient showrooms in downtown Gainesville and southwest Gainesville. They want to earn your business, so come in today and discover guarantee lowest prices on quality furniture from the best brands in the industry. Walker Furniture's delivery truck and experienced staff will arrive and set up your new furniture for you. Walker Furniture, since 1940. Furniture that's a joy to live with. Online at walkerfurnituregainesville.com. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. I want to talk to you guys and ladies who are experiencing hair loss. It can be from heredity, illness, reduced testosterone, or other factors. But whatever the reason, you should know about the Neograph hair restorations offered by Dr. John W. Tyrone, Photo Gainesville's best plastic surgeon. Neographing is a virtually painless process that uses your own good hair and plants it into your balding areas. I've seen how this process works. It's nothing short of amazing. Take years off your appearance and boost your self-confidence with hair restoration by Dr. John W. Tyrone in Gainesville. Check it out at Gainesville Hair Trans- Transplant.com. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard, the bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, Bubblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. 800-707-9709. 800-707-9709. That's 800-707-9709. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Rain chances a little bit lower in parts of the area today, mainly from Gainesville South, but there is still a good chance of showers and thunderstorms toward Live Oak and Lake City today. Highs in the upper 80s. It looks like we'll be back to more typical afternoon and evening scattered showers and thunderstorms Tuesday into Wednesday. High temperatures in the lower 90s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ray Hawthorne. Finally, football is back. Touchdown, Florida! This Saturday, a rivalry is rekindled as the Miami Hurricanes head to Orlando to take on the Gators. And the touchdown! And the Gators have won the game! WRUF's coverage begins at 3 with the UF Bookstore pregame show with Steve Russell and former Gator QB Shane Matthews. at 7. Turn down your TV and turn up WRUF and the voice of the Gators, Mick Hubert who has the call. He's under pressure and down he goes! Oh my! And the Gators have made the stop! After the game, stick around and tell Steve what you think. We're letting them stay in the game. ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF the flagship of the Florida Gators. Want to save money all over Gainesville? Then you need to download the gift certificates and more app. Download the GCM app today and save money at Top top Hog like I do. With over 100 restaurants on the app, you're sure to save money when you go out to eat. But the app also saves you money and more than just in food. Go to Gainesville Running and Walking and save $10 on your next purchase of running shoes. That's the GCM app. Download it today. And you're a busy guy today. Uh, yeah, I know. They got uh, People keep sending me stuff to read. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, let's get the read to the program. Read high. 
Hey, Steve, just a quick question. Uh, are they having anything at Celebration Point prior to the game? I haven't heard anything yet, so just wondering. They are going to do, I think, uh, Coach Mullen uh, and then Mary Wise for this week, I believe. Probably Thursday night, right? Yeah. So they're still having the coaches talk at uh, Celebration Point there? Yep. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, and go Gators. Okay, thank you. Um, now, I'd have to double-check that because, um, well, it's a celebration point, but I think it's, isn't it at the Ale House there now? There isn't it. Yeah, the Ale yeah. House is out there, yeah, but I don't, I I don't know where they have it. I think it's there, but it is a celebration point. Uh, Porter, welcome. Hey, Steve. Um, yeah, I, I, I happened to catch it last week, and last week they were at the Ale House. Yeah. I heard them say that. But, yeah. Um, Hey, one question. I heard. I heard uh, on the radio yesterday. I think it must have been a, a, a repeat show or something. They were talking about the Mets picking up Robinson Cano and somebody else. Didn't the trade line? The trade deadline had already happened. Did they, they, was that old news or, or what? I, I just cause I thought they, the trade deadline after that you couldn't, couldn't do it. But they were talking about having just picked up Cano and another reliever. I think who from, just picked up Cano. Okay, well, that, that was literally like yesterday. Cause I, what, what's the point in the the the, the one? Tra- they kept saying there's only one trade deadline this year, <laughs> so like they can play, but they can't play in the postseason. No, if you're can... released, then somebody can pick you up. Oh, okay, he was released. Okay, I, well, I, I don't know that he was. I've not heard that. So because Cano's been hurt, okay. so I don't know what well, I, 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 Cano is with the Mets. So I don't know what okay. you're talking about because he's not done gone okay. anywhere. The, Okay, this was old. It was an old thing. The Mets had just traded for him, and that—that's why I was like, I, it was old. It was old. It was an old show. I caught. It makes sense. Um, anybody uh, other than Mister Alonzo in the running for the Rookie of the Year this year in the National League? Mm. Y- yes, um, but he would probably be. I mean, based on what he's done, the favorite. Um. I just can't think top of my head. Well, um, I mean, he needs two two more home runs, which he'll probably get to be the, the, the their all time leader. That's that's pretty good. And already the rookie the rookie leader in the National League. Um, it's pretty impressive, you know. It is. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, one one question comment: uh, the pass interference review that they put in. I don't know how that's going to work. I understand why they had to do it because of the big fiasco at the end of the Saints game last year. And I understand there needs to be a solution, but I don't know what it is. But the the, the I was watching, like I think it was the Steelers game, but pass interference was called on the on the play, and they reviewed it. And there's just no way to really review that. It, there was a slight push off. Should it have been called? I don't think so. But when you're watching the replay, there was the the slightest push off. So how are you going to come in and say, well, that wasn't uh, that wasn't enough, or it shouldn't have been called? You're, I just don't see how that's when it is truly a judgment call. I don't see how you, you you solve that by having somebody review the judgment. What um, what what I, penalty is not a judgment call? No, I'm I'm, I'm with you on something like that. I mean, if if, if if there's a blatant, obvious thing, but when you try and define it as, oh well, this was what we can look at. I think what would be best is whatever referee made the call. He's the one who saw it. He knows what he was calling. He knows specifically why he made the call. He needs to be the one looking at the review, and no. then if he sees something that he didn't see. Then you can get it corrected. But when you come in and have somebody else look at it, they don't know specifically what he was 
what he saw. And I but it doesn't it. matter what he saw because they, 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 they all know what he saw. The penalty's been called. Right. Well, so if I, it's if it's pass interference, I mean he's not he's not going to say I saw him grab him. He, I mean that that's what you have review for. So it doesn't necessarily have to be where the official making the call is the one that goes under the hood and sees it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they specifically don't have it that way. I just think it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's necessary that you have it that way. Because all the officials understand what the rule, they're supposed to know, you know, what the rule is. Right. Well, I think a lot of times there's something that, that, that he sees in live action. And then what they, the only part they can really view is the reason he made the call was something that isn't specifically what, that's hard to describe. Anyway, I was just kind of curious on, on that because it, it, it was like, wait a minute, there's no way to overturn, overturn this no matter what. Should it have been called? No. But I don't see how you can possibly overturn it unless you've got a, you know, a situation where there's absolutely no contact and they call the flag. But you know, there's always contact. So anyway, just a thought. I'm ready for some football. Thanks, All right, guys. Porter, thank you. Sometimes people spend way, way, way too much time Worrying about things that you probably shouldn't worry about. So with the new where you can review that, but you still only have so many challenges, correct? Correct. Yeah, they're, they're, I think a coach is only going to challenge when it's ridiculously miscall similar to the Saints game. Because, I mean, if you want to get a discussion about that, that's a whole other day and a whole other show. Because I, I see Porter's point. Okay, but I don't lose sleep over it. It's how it is. And, you know, if I think replay in its initial initial reasoning for it was to get the play right. That's a good thing. But now it's just gotten to the point where, you know, if you take a step, it's reviewed. And I'm not sure that's – I've done a, a 180 on, on, on review. Sometimes you just have to let people do their thing. But if you go back in history, you know, I was just reading there was a a World Series the Yankees were in way back in the Mickey Mantle days, and I saw the film of it. There was a blatant missed call at first base when the Yankee guy was safe, he was called out, and then had he been safe, they would have won the game. So, I mean, I I get it. I, I understand why. Uh, South Carolina Gator, hello. Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? Shane, hey. what's going on? How you doing, my man? Oh, man, doing all right, Get, getting ready. Listen, what, what's wrong with the fan base? Why, why are some of them worried about Frank? If they would just be all in supportive like me, they'd be doing all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all both took a sigh of relief. <laughs> Listen, listen, now listen. You guys know me. I, I, I'm critical when it, when, it, when it calls to be critical. But listen, now one thing I know some of y'all keep saying it's gonna be. I'm I'm in the boat with D. I, I don't think it's gonna be close like that. But if we go down there, if we go and we win the game 17 to 16, yeah, we won. But I'm not gonna be too. I'm not gonna be thrilled about winning the game 17 to 16. Not when we have all these weapons around to leap at. But it's but it's about? one game. Yeah, yeah, it's one game. And Miami defensively is pretty good. 
Yeah, their defense is good, and that's why I think that's what's going to keep them in the game for a little bit. But the offense, this guy's taking three snaps. I want to see us maybe go get two big six. I, I, I'm really looking. This guy's only taking three snaps his whole time at Miami. Well, he's taking more than three snaps, but... No, I'm talking about live action. I'm not talking about no practice. He no, he's, he's thrown three passes. I think he's taken more snaps than that. Okay, well, maybe I looked at it wrong, but when I heard that, I said, man, this guy, this guy, I mean, he, he's still wet behind the ears. It's yes, the that's true. He is. Yeah, I, he, he's definitely, and with the, with the way that Todd Grantham runs his defense, there ain't no way we should be winning the game 17 All right. I think Felipe has everything to win this game. All right. He's got all this talent. we got to show it. we got to run okay. to a break because Dan Mullen's going to talk in five minutes. South Carolina Gator, thank you. 140. Time check brought to you by Hayes, Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Brought to you by Gatorland Kubota. Gainesville, your land, your lifestyle. Gatorland Kubota gets you. Friends, food, and drinks, it's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown's the hottest restaurant and rooftop bar in Gainesville. Located right across the street from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, The Social is where Gators gather before, during, and after Gator games. They have dozens of huge TVs so you can keep up with all the games. And you're going to want some drinks. Happy hour is 4 to 7 on weekdays and all day Sunday. Yeah, you heard right. All day happy hour on Sunday. But speaking of drinks, you know a bar is good when they have a beer named after them. And Gainesville's own First Magnitude has produced Socially Awk Red, a special blend that's only available at the Social at Midtown. Hungry? The Social has some of the best lunch specials in town. There's different events and specials every night of the week. See what's happening today at thesocialgnv.com and follow them on social media. Hang with friends, watch the game, enjoy the beautiful weather on the rooftop, and have a beverage or two. It's time to get social at the Social at Midtown. North Central Florida's sports station, WRUFAM Gainesville and W251CG Gainesville. At the office, your days are a blur, and it could be a grind. That's why you live to find your downtime in the dirt. We get you. Gatorland Kubota helps you get it done. From all the equipment you could need to a service department that knows how to keep it running right. Everyone needs a little me time. You get yours on the back of your Kubota tractor. When it comes to the right equipment to get the most out of what you really work for, we get you. And we have a Kubota for every job. Gatorland Kubota, Northwest 13th Street in Gainesville. Online at GatorlandKubota.com. It's Miami Week. Gator fans, are you ready? ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. School is in, and Okito America is your after-school headquarters. Voted best in Gainesville, no one does after-school like Okito America. Call Okito America to register your kids today. Limited space is available. Dan Mullen's going to talk in about uh, two minutes. So, uh, Jim, if we have to let you go, you'll know why. Hello. Jim, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Steve and Shane, right quick. Uh, don't I mean the Miami game is important. 1984. I've had season tickets for 35 years. We played them in in Tampa that year and lost to them. We came back and tied LSU, and then we won every game after that. Yep. Seven of the teams were ranked, 
and our non-conference schedule was Miami, FSU, Syracuse, and Cincinnati. Of course, the coach was Galen Hall. Uh, after uh, coach then was Charlie Pell, we had to vacate the title. But uh, if we happen to lose to Miami, people shouldn't get all upset. There is future after that. Oh, no, there's not, Jim. There's not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you, of course there is, but, yeah. Yeah. There will be a bunch yeah, of people you'd have a hard time selling that to, but I hear you. Well, you talked You talked on the schedule kind of in the things. I mean, the, like I said, the schedule, that's one of the reasons I think sometimes if tennis goes down, you get the directional schools in there, but, if you play in Cincinnati and play in Syracuse and FSU in Miami every year, I, I think that's a solid schedule along with the conference that you have to play in. All right. Jim, appreciate you. Thank you a lot. Sure um, quickly here, and we'll get as many of these in as we can. Uh, Andy says, uh, to get more students, use the Gator app and have a contest where the students need to enter a code or snap a pic of the scoreboard of a special screen. They have to do it with five minutes to keep folks from texting it to friends and or, and or use the phone GPS location. Do that three or four times during the game. Then they draw from those that participate to get a $100 gift card or something like that. So in other words, give them an incentive to stay. There you go. Okay. Okay, Andy. Yeah, I like I like it. I'm sure uh, Scott Strickland's listening. He's thinking out of the box, Andy is. I like that. Um, Larry says, another game that aggravates me about a tennis is Georgia. I usually sit in the upper deck, but I hate getting up to my seat and look around, and there are tons of red shirts. I don't think these Georgia fans are buying these seats from UF, so the Gator fan has to be selling their tickets. But I look over to the other side, I can't find any orange or blue shirts on that side. Just wish the Florida fans would show instead of selling tickets to the opposing fans. I understand his point, but I, I'm pretty sure uh, for that stretch run that we had, those Georgia folks were selling their tickets. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and, and I don't think you notice it as much when it's you. Right. Right. In other words, if you're the ones selling them, you kind of notice that. And you're but selling if, them for a reason because you hadn't been winning. Yeah, but if you're the one buying them, it's like, yeah, okay. So I, I sort of get that. Uh, we are waiting on Dan Mullen. So uh, we'll stall a little bit. He was supposed to speak at 145. It's now 146. Um, and then... Uh, Tomorrow, we are back at our normal time. Later in the week, uh, some of the high school coaches in the area come on as they begin regular season activity. This week, and usually some really good games. Like Santa Fe Newberry is always one of those rivalry games. Uh, it actually begins on Thursday. Um, and I think that's Eastside Vanguard on Thursday. No, Gainesville High plays Vanguard. It's a Gainesville High, okay. Friday night's Buholtz Eastside. Okay, all right. So I knew one was Thursday. Um, so we'll be getting those coaches on to talk about their games. A bunch of new coaches in the area, too. Um, Bill Wiles, who's coached Santa Fe's over at Trenton and new coach over at Union County. And so um, it'll be kind of fun to see. I saved a couple of emails. Good thing that I did. See, I'm glad I did. Um, Mark has a question for you, Shane, and, he, and it's very simple. He says, Shane, which defensive lineman was the hardest for you to play against? Is he referring to college? I'm assuming pro. Oh, pro. He didn't say that. I'm assuming that. Well, I think 
if you want to, uh, he's just talking about the front four. I take it. Yeah. Uh, Derek Thomas. Actually, I got my first start with the Bears against the Chiefs, and we game planned our tails off, made sure we blocked him. So Derek Thomas, he was a tremendous pass rusher. He, and I know, you know, passing as untimely as he did. Lawrence Taylor, rightfully, is another guy that you had to really game plan for. Mm-hmm. But if there's such a thing as somebody being underrated who's in the Hall of Fame, Derek Thomas. Because mm-hmm. he did a lot of the same things Lawrence Taylor did, and Lawrence Taylor got all the publicity for it. And the Chiefs back then weren't that good, and the Giants were you know, Super Bowl teams. But, yeah, you talk about a dude that could play now. That guy could play. Uh, and then Carl had, had a question for both of us, and it was basically this. Um, he said if – some of these are long, but he basically asked um, keys to Florida winning in your eyes in, in beating Miami. That's what he's basically I asking. think the biggest key is turnovers. If we do not turn the football over, I don't think there's any way we can lose to them. I think we're that much better of a football team than them. Do you? I really do. The more – the closer it gets – I. I think it's going it, it, to it, – I don't know. I just – I think we're that much better. They have a great linebacking core. They're all, they're all back. But I think we can manipulate them and not allow those guys to make plays. I have a question for you, okay? Put your pro hat on, okay? This, I don't know. An, Antonio Brown may be the nicest dude on the planet, okay? He's a heck of a player. But this helmet stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, and I know it's only preseason, but at what point, Shane, do the players in that locker room say to him, come on? Yeah, because, you know, he's not holding out for a new contract or what have you. My gut feeling is he doesn't want to be at training camp. And so he's using this as a, an excuse not to have to be there. Because he did, doesn't, honestly, he doesn't need to be at training camp. He just needs about three days of practice because he's one of the if not the top receiver in the league but it's it's getting I can tell it's getting on players nerves yeah it would mine yeah it's it's silly but I think she just doesn't want to practice um they're talking about in the uh negotiations with the NFL about more playoff teams and maybe lengthening the season at the expense of less preseason games I'm all for it Preseason is the biggest joke in sports, in my opinion. <laughs> the reason is, Steve, because you're only going to have a 53-man roster, and I don't know what practice squad is these days, five to eight additional players. I would say 90 to, 90 for, 90, 90 to 95% of the general managers, coaching staffs, whoever makes up your roster, decides the final roster, they already know who it's done. There's only a handful of guys that have a chance of making that team. And it's just coaches don't like it. I don't care what those coaches say. They don't like the long training camp. The players hate it. Two preseason games is plenty. Justin Fields, by the way, named the starting quarterback at Ohio State today. Well, good for him. Yeah, we're going to see now. Good thing he didn't get beat out by a backup from Kentucky, right? Yeah. that Now, see, that would have been interesting if Gunnar Hoke had – well, I saw where the five-star quarterback Malik Henry, remember him at Florida State? Yeah. He is now at Utah State. 
I think it's Utah State. Maybe it's Nevada, one of those out there. He got beat out. He's not the starting quarterback wherever he is now, and he was a five-star. You know, to quote uh, a very wonderful uh, baseball movie, you're killing me, Smalls. Coach Mullins killing us here. He's not at the podium yet, so we're we're in sort of stall mode. Um, but if you want to get, I guess if you want to get a call in, that'll get under the podium. We'll get a caller on. Sorry, you have to go. It's the way it always works. But you can do so three nine two eight two five five. Any Facebook lives, Brad? We have left or no? Because if you do, we'll get them in now. And if not, then uh, okay, go ahead. What do you got? We have one more comment from Rick MC. He said, I think there's more talk about backup QBs because of so many injuries in the past few years, both college and pros. Yeah, I mean, I can see it in the pros. I can't remember a whole lot of college starting quarterbacks being injured right off the top of my head. No, and and I think the other thing to that, though, is you – I hear this argument all the time, and I've never bought it. you got to play the backup if the starter gets hurt. That's what practice is for. Now, I don't know how many reps Emory Jones gets as opposed to what Felipe Franks gets in practice. I don't know the answer to that. But you don't – what if this happened? What if you played the backup quarterback just to give him some reps, and he gets hurt? (laughs) Now what? Now you're on your third guy. And right. Now back up. Right. See, that's why I've never bought into that argument. I'm not saying if, if you have time to play the backup, just like any other backup should play, put him in there. You know, that's that's something we need to talk to Coach Spurrier about. Yeah. He, never, when, he never put a quarterback in there just to get them experience. It's either you're, gonna, you're starting the game because you earned the start, and the only time the backups would go in is when the game was out of – out of hand. Yeah. And and I think he was really good about putting players in then mm-hmm. and letting him you know, run the offense because that's what they practice. But I've, I've just never subscribed to that, to just play him because he needs experience. And I understand. Again, it's back to the argument we had at the beginning of the program. <clears throat> if the starting quarterback goes down and you play a backup that doesn't have a lot of experience, I, I get it. But – I don't know. But but my thoughts on that too are okay, so let's just let's let's use Emory, let's say he's a true freshman this year. Okay. Of course you would think you would get him some action against UT Martin. Right? But just because you play against UT Martin ain't getting you ready to play against Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You might as well get more reps in practice against your own defense. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Matt says, uh, you just said the NFL preseason is the biggest joke in sports. You may want, you may want to rethink that considering your thoughts on recruiting rankings. <laughs> well, that is, that is, that's a joke too. But I think because they play those four games, but they already know who's on the roster. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Yeah. And look what happens. Look what happened to the Jets. They lost a, a starter, and now the coach says, that was probably on me. I let, I let him play too long. Mm. Well... So, happens. All right. Todd, uh, welcome to the show. We'll keep you as long as we can until Coach Mo. Hey, 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 guys. This is John. Um, oh, Shane, sorry. Shane, when, why did Spurrier quit sending plays in and, and started going to hand signals? Was there a story behind that? What do you mean, stop sending 
plays in. He would send like a wide receiver in with the play. He never did that with me. He didn't. I no. thought he used to. No, he all he, he always has signals. Okay, so he never sent plays in with players. I mean, maybe maybe one or two plays a game, but it would be usually sending in a running back for another running back and telling him to run thirty two dive. You know, because okay. half the time the dang guys, if he were to tell the guys on the sideline, they would forget the play before they got to the quarterback. Okay. Yeah, he signaled everything in. Okay, now one other quick question. Who is the most prototypical pro quarterback that's a starting quarterback in the SEC? If you just look, don't look at their game film. You just look at them standing and maybe our, like at a tryout. Our guy. Who would, you think so? Absolutely. Is he the most prototypical Florida's ever had? Mm, I'm trying to think of everybody real quick. I would probably say yes. He's going to put it this way. When he goes to the combine, which that's what everything is based off, all the measurables, I would probably say he's going to have the best measurables of any Florida quarterback that's ever been there. Wow. I mean, And he'll probably shoot up the board. Help me out here, Steve. Anybody else? No, and I think – you know, I, I think the question you asked, Todd, too, you have to put it in um, today's world. You know, where what's the prototypical quarterback? Right. Franks is the you know the six four, six five, six six. You know, big arm. You know, physical. Yeah, he is that. Um, big now, hands because they're going to measure his hands. Yeah, and remember Danny Orfel, okay, Heisman Trophy winner, but didn't have it. You know, the strongest arm. You know, he was not. A prototypical at all, even back then, because you know he can't, you know, all the expert he can't throw the out route, doesn't have enough zip on the ball, all that stuff. So yeah, he probably is. You know, Chris Leak was a good thrower, but he was small. Sure. You know, for he wasn't six four, six five. Tebow wasn't a great thrower, so you know he had the physical size, but wasn't a great thrower. So yeah, probably so. So if you had a three-hour tryout with no game film, he may be the number one quarterback. Because yeah, especially because he's going to be throwing routes on air. Yeah. So if you had like a baseball tryout, like a lot of people do, he'd probably be the number one pick. Could be. Well, I mean, there's other people that have that size and frame and dimension too. So I mean, that that's the other thing you have to talk about. I mean, how many guys? coming out in the draft are, you know, 6'4", 6'5", all that kind of stuff. So, And that, I, I think now what we have seen with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, I think, you're, I think executives are starting to see you can win and not have a 6'5 guy. Yeah, I agree. But it is a little more dangerous to draft them. I think they get criticized if they don't succeed. I'll be interested because you know there 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 were some really tall. What was uh, gosh, uh, the McGuire was it? Dan McGuire was like six seven. Six, seven. He didn't last real. I mean, because Felipe's six six. Yeah. So could he be too tall? Mm. You know, I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, he fits he fits all the all those parts. All right, thanks guys. Okay, thank you. Right, are we gonna go out? Okay. Uh, That is our show for today. Again, we hope to have Dan Mullen speaking soon. Shaner and I back tomorrow. Thanks for listening and being part of the program.
ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. See you tomorrow. students, UCF is the biggest university in Florida and one of the biggest in the nation. But being big is more than just a number. It means that we think big and dream bigger. We seek challenges and push boundaries. We encourage innovation and invite the impossible. So while UCF is big in size, our impact is even bigger. Learn more at ucf.edu big. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I didn't really like to smile. The discolored teeth, the crooked teeth, I couldn't hardly floss between them. I mean, there was just not not any room there. And I've put up with that since I was a little boy. I finally uh, saw that uh, it was time to go see Dr. Mowry. Dr. Mowry suggested that I get implants for those bottom teeth. And after we talked a little while, we came to the conclusion that he could actually uh, do three implants without a bridge, which I wanted. I did not want to have a bridge there. I wanted to have all three of them replaced. Dr. Mowry has just done a world of difference. I can't even believe it looking at this picture, what my teeth look like then and what they look like now. It's just amazing, really is amazing. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.